Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking overvalued players, which I think we've already talked. Some of these players are going to be players we talked about maybe a couple weeks ago throughout the offseason, but... We're going to go our top five most overvalued players, we think, based on current rankings, current ADP as we're getting into the, you know, drafts are close. I mean, people are going to start drafting about, honestly, there's going to be some drafts that even happen at the end of July. It's it's really close, so it's a good time to start looking at who's overvalued, who you might want to avoid at their current positions. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter, at the FF Profit or Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit. If you want to get in on our new relegation league we have going on, Make sure you go to our Instagram page, get all the details on how to join. Is uh, the response was great last week? We talked about it on the at the beginning again. Uh, Jeff, I think we're going to be up to twenty leagues, which is like I don't even know how many teams that is now. It's well over two hundred, so it is going to be crazy. So over two hundred teams, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. We're up to four tiers, so make sure you guys go check us out on Instagram there, or send us an email if you want more details. Fantasyfootballprofit at gmail We can help you out with that too. But all right, let's get to the list. We're going to go five to one on overvalued. There might be some overlap. I'm not really sure where you're going yet either with this list. So we'll find out. Let's go number five. So number five. And I'll preface it with this. (laughs) Over, we were doing over and under. I was kind of looking at both. Overvalued is much harder right now. There's a lot of the ranks are decent. There's nothing yeah. too crazy yet, at least in consensus wise. Right. The consensus tends to drown out the crazies, right? Yeah, exactly. And so the way I did this is uh, I, I looked at a couple different um, lists right now, especially ranks or ADP. Um, the first guy I'm going to talk about is someone that I obviously just don't have a lot of faith in. Uh, this one's not going to be a huge overreach, but I think Derrick Henry. Right now at Fantasy Pros, he's ranked as the number 16 running back, ESPN number 15, so very, very close together in those two. Um, But but the thing I don't like about him is he comes with a whole lot of question marks. And people, I don't know, they they tend to really like him because of his upside. And I I understand that, uh, that, that argument, I guess. But I still think that's reaching a little bit. And the big reason why is because of the people that you can get right after him. So if you don't pick Derrick Henry, then the next, we'll just name the next five running backs on these rankings would be Aaron Jones, Devontae Freeman, Kerryon Johnson, Josh Jacobs, and Sony Michelle. And that doesn't even mention Mark Ingram and, and Chris Carson who come a, a few after that. So there is a lot of guys that have a lot of upside that you can get later. And I think Derrick Henry just should be... Uh, at least a few guys below that, but I actually like four of those five guys without a doubt more than him. So he's my number five. He's kind of like that that barely kind of one, but Derrick Henry does always gather steam, or he has been, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he actually jumped uh, people like uh, Fournette because of his injury concerns or Damon Williams because you're not exactly sure what he's going to be. So um, I-, I would watch out for Derrick Henry. For me, he's a little rich for my blood to start off my list at number five. He didn't make my list. I did think about him. I'm I'm slowly not I'm coming around on him a little bit, not like where I buying into it. It's more of I'm 
just slightly intrigued just because, okay, what if just that? What if, what if those last like four games, obviously he's not going to going to do that. What if he can be some kind of that, some version of, you know, half of that even, and he's pretty good. So it, it only makes me kind of, I get the people might want to take a flyer on him. And there's the difference. Like if he, if Aaron Jones, okay, Aaron Jones is ranked below him, but he's actually going two spots ahead of him in some of the ADP. Like that's one where you definitely, I'm not picking Derrick Henry over Aaron Jones, probably, or Marlon Mack, Freeman, those guys you mentioned. For sure, he needs to stay below them. But once you get to the other guys that could be below or right around him, then I'm okay with it. If it's like, um, let's see if it's, yeah, ADP wise, actually, he's only one spot ahead of like Josh Jacobs, which I want Henry over Jacobs there. But I'm, yeah, it's close though. It depends on where he goes. He's right on that border of he's, his ranks is kind of high, but ADP can be kind of skewed right now anyway, in a way, because I believe ADP is pretty much based on, obviously it's based on people that have drafted so far. And the only people that have really probably drafted so far are people that are way too into fantasy football and and talk about it every week like us. And so (laughs) those are the people who have probably skewed it. And I think those people are smarter when it comes to Derrick Henry. I'm not going to say we're smarter. I'm just saying, I think the average fan is going to see those games and his ADP is going to rise. I would think. And right now, if if you really did take him at the 16th running back spot, it's not the end of the world. And that's why he came yeah. at fifth. I just, uh, it's more of a, hey, Derrick Henry has quite a few red flags. He's never put together a, a true season. Yep. And you look at him physically and you're like, wow, this yep. guy should be just a battering ram. So that's why yeah. he made my list is because I, not that I can predict the future, but I see people ramping him up because of all his, because he is very special yep. as, as far as physically. Yep. But anyway, that's why he's number five. He didn't go any higher for me, but. Uh, Derek Henry, I just red yep. flag all over the place. And anybody listening, I'm not calling any of you guys average fans. Average fans don't listen to fantasy football podcast on June 26th. So <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's for sure. You guys are a little more than that, I would say. All right. So Derek Henry didn't quite make my list, but he was close. So my number five is actually going to be Adam Thielen. So I go back and forth on Adam Thielen. I think he's. I think he's relatively like a safe player. I think like I talked about last week, I think he can be, he didn't make my list either last week. He's just outside of it, but I think he's going to be fine. But right now this is, and this is more based on ADP than rank. So ADP, his rank right now in fantasy pros is 13th, but his, his ADP is 10th. And that's where I find him overvalued is 10th. I don't think he's the 10th wider. He should be the 10th receiver off the board. So right now in ADP wise, he's going ahead of Keenan Allen AJ Green, Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs. I just that last half of the season worries me about Adam Thielen. And I I think right now you are you're kind of you're paying for the first half production, which we don't know if that's going to continue. How we we just don't know. I think they want to run the ball a little more. They drafted a running back in the third round, what Madison is I think to back up Cook. They're going to probably use their cook. If he stays healthy, he's going to be used the most, obviously, but they're going to use their third rounder too. He's going to be used. They might want to run the ball a little more. If that's the case, I think Thielen might, somebody has to go down, right? Thielen, Diggs, someone has to. Thielen is, I think Diggs is better. I still think Diggs is better. I don't think Adam Thielen should be the 10th wide receiver off the board. I know that's going to, there's a lot of people that don't agree with me on this. There's a lot of big Adam Thielen fans, but I just don't like that second half of the season. It worries me. 
he, he's gonna be, is he going to be a top 20 receiver? Yes. I think he'll be a top 20 receiver, no problem. Now I'm ranking him like that. And I think you're pretty safe to assume he'll be there. But I just don't think he's a 10th. I want Keenan Allen. I'd rather go with the upside of A.J. Green. I'd rather probably, at this point, I think I'd rather take the chance of Amari Cooper as some big-time player. I'm just, yeah, I don't want Adam Thielen as my number one receiver right now. Just not, I'm not there. I can't, I can't do it. So Adam Thielen's my number five. Yeah. Okay. Number 10 is too rich for my blood. I understand where people are coming from after that very, very good first half of the season. But uh, I mean, we've talked about it many, many times over. He really didn't do a whole lot the second half. No, it just, I, is that, that worries me just a little bit. Just a bit. I, I don't know what that was. Why why do, you, why do you drop down so much? So, I don't know. He's my number five. So, where, where do you got number four? All right. Number four, uh, another one <clears throat> that people might not necessarily agree with. And he's kind of borderline right now. But Julian Edelman. And I yeah. know I know you yeah. think he is safe. And yeah. I agree. I think he is safe. But right now, and this is the difference, right? Because I, I start looking at multiple lists for this reason. I, I think Fantasy Pros, because it is an average of so many different people, that you get a better number, right? So Julian Edelman right now is wide receiver number 17. To be to get your point even across more, he's 15th in ADP. Right. And yeah. at ESPN, <laughs> he's he's ranked number 13th. Whoa. Yeah. So this uh, is, ESPN rank other ranks, he's 13th, yeah, really? 13th. That's and, why I don't follow ESPN. Yeah, and the big thing too, and you this is my really, really, really one of my big points. So ESPN, even Derek Henry to make my point even more. He's number 15. Julian Edelman is number 13. ESPN has got to be the biggest site for people to draft on. And yeah. those are going to be the rankings that you see as you're going through the draft. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be constantly reminded uh, Julian Edelman is better than the next five people behind him. So I think for me, Julian Edelman does not give a whole lot of upside. PPR, yeah, he, he it buoys him. He's going to get the catches. But once again, we could go into all the stats about how Brady regressed last year. We don't. I don't personally think that his stats are going to get better during the season. They're built to just stay healthy, make the playoffs, and then succeed in the playoffs, right? Julian Edelman is a slot guy. He's never going to be a big-time touchdown scoring machine. He is phenomenal in the playoffs. He has had just good numbers during the season. So, And we we still don't know what Nikhil Harry is going to be or how that offense is really going to look. Anyway, so Julian Edelman is is slightly overvalued for me, especially when I look at this and I look at ADP. And right now he's going 15th. The next three guys coming after him are Brandon Cooks, which I would much rather have. Kenny Galladay, which I definitely would rather have. Robert Woods uh, is there. Cooper Cup. Um, I mean, and you could even, I mean, you even go down to even 24th is like Sammy Watkins or something like that. So I look at that and like when the next four guys, I would definitely rather have than him. And I would even rather wait and then grab someone that's a little riskier per se. Um, That's why I just, anytime he comes up there, I'm like, I think it's too rich for my blood. I'm going to go somewhere else. I had to put him on the list. But once again, the first two, definitely Derrick Henry and Julian Edelman for me, they're borderline. But when, when I look at them and they hit that spot, I still, I think they're overvalued because I won't take them. Yeah. He was another one where I kind of thought about it. I didn't put him on the list, but with, I always say, like I said, I say the same thing a million times. I love him as a number three. I don't love him as a two. As a three, he's, I love that pick as a three. It's just that safe points you're going to get there every week as your number three. 
but he's it's number two. I don't like it. It's too it's too rich for me. But I, he he reminds me of the player where if you're in a snake draft, you know there's always that one player that's at the top of the board yet who is by far the highest ranked guy on the list, and he still hasn't been picked. That's Julian Edelman. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's always that one guy who's up there, and just for some reason it's not being picked. And then like the if you're in like a mock draft, the auto pick team finally gets him. You know he's right. that's Julian Edelman, right? He goes to the auto pick team like every time, and. He's just he's ranked a little too high. Yeah, he is. He's just a little bit too high for me. So I I agree with it. He's not quite there on my list, but I definitely agree with it. I can see the point there. So okay, I'll go with my number four. And there's a lot of fans of this guy out there, as shown by his current ADP. And some people are gonna not like what I'm saying here, but Kyler Murray. So consensus, he's ranked 15th now, starting to inch up there a little bit. For a rookie who, I mean, okay, Baker Mayfield was one of the most successful rookie quarterbacks we've ever seen, and yet he didn't even become fantasy relevant really towards the end of the season. And even then, he was still borderline, right? He was borderline fantasy starter. But Kyler Murray's ranked for, or 15th. He's getting drafted 12th. ADP 12. He is currently going ahead of Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins. I get that one, but... He, I don't know. What do you think? That seems this is a rookie who I actually like. I like Kyler Murray. I'm very intrigued by Kyler Murray. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what he can do. But 12th? No, I, I don't. First of all, I, you don't draft a, a rookie QB as your number one. I mean, that's, no, and that's what that's this right is right now. And at 15, it's funny. I didn't even look at his ADP. I didn't, I didn't even look at that. So at 12, yeah, that's way too high. And at 15, way too high. It's just too high. <laughs> but at 15, at least I could make the argument that, hey, yeah. that's your number two. And I'm yeah. going to take a flyer on a guy that, who knows, maybe he runs a ton and I get a, a great value, right? I mean, yep. maybe, even in the if you have to wait five weeks and he starts turning more into the Baker Mayfield or even a, you know, even an Allen when he started kind of doing really well for a few weeks, then I'd be okay with it. But 12 is starting to insinuate that, hey, you're someone draft him as their number one. And I do have a big problem with that. Yep, and that's where it's becoming, and that's that's why his early when he was ranked, like I was putting him like twentieth, and I thought hey, maybe that's a little little much for a rookie. But man, I love him. So you get a, get a backup, take a flyer on him, but don't make him your quarterback right now. It's it's just. Uh, but again, I guess I see the point sometimes as quarterbacks, you can get them off the waiver wire all the time. So hey, I guess if you want to take a chance, sure. You're taking a chance. You're tr- you're taking a big swing there, and hopefully it works. If he doesn't, you get another guy off the waivers. I just he, he still he's way too overvalued for where he's at right now. But all right, let's go to your number three. Number three, I have another Patriot, unfortunately, and I think right now James White. All right, James White. So right now, and this is the big one, right? This is the reason I look at multiple different lists because this one could be drastic. And very rarely do they have this big of, you know, a a vast between them. So right now at at Fantasy Pros, he is ranked at 32. And I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that. I I think he could be a PPR darling. I think, you know, if if you're in a PPR league and you get him at number 32, no problem whatsoever. Um, Not necessarily always going to be the case. Even a .5, that could definitely change it. But on ESPN right now, it's going at 21. Wow. Yeah, I know. So this is that's the crazy part to me. So if you're going off last year's numbers where I had James White 
And the whole reason you could use them is because there was a ton of injuries on that team. And they, you know, even their even their wide receiving core was was off. So they had to use them in a bunch of different ways. Sony Michelle was banged up. He missed a, a few games. He was also a rookie. And then Burkhead didn't play. And, you know, he played at like the first two games and then at the very last four games, maybe. When Burkhead can do a lot of good things as well. So And well, they drafted Damian Harris in the third. Exactly. So you have a stacked backfield, and I think by far Sony Michelle is going to dominate the touches on the ground. So that means James White has to catch as many passes as he did last year in order to pretty much validate where you're going to draft him, which I don't think he is going to be. I think Sonny Michelle catches the ball a little more. I think they have a little more power because Edelman's not going to miss the first four games like he did last year. Um, you have Nikhil Harry um, and, you know, and Burkhead as well, who is very productive when he's healthy. So you put all that in it and you're thinking James White at 21. I think that's just, I, I don't even know where that comes from. I, I think that cool. that is just wishful thinking at this point. And I realize <laughs> 11 spots are different, right? So 32 to 21, but I had to bring it up because ESPN, I felt like was just way too off on him. Well, and it gets, again, it gets to the point where people I think end up too much of looking at the final rank of where he finished last year. And it was like an 11th in running back ranks. But a lot of that damage is done in a, in a short span. And his was all because of catching the ball. So he had a, like weeks four through nine. He went eight for 68, 10 for 77. This is all receiving. Five for 53, eight for 57, 10 for 79, six for 72. So he had a really good six-game stretch. And other than that, he had two games. So basically he had, it looks like he had eight good games, eight poor games. And that's a, that's a bit risky. And it was all, he had a stretch. It was all in the middle. And other than that, he was... Most of the games weren't, I mean, he's a guy who can get you like a four. He, this is week 13, four carries, 13 yards, two catches, 15 yards. Then the next week, two carries, 12 yards, five catches, 25 yards. Next week, six catches, six carries, 41 yards, two catches, 13 yards. Then four for 30, four for 39. He can do that a lot. That's, that's a, that's a rough stretch right there. Those last four games. There's too much of that. And I hate I that. The. The top end of what you're getting for James White isn't great. He That's the kind of thing. He's going to have pretty good numbers, but you're never going to want to put him in your lineup. It's going to be only a bi-week fill-in. You're never going to feel comfortable. PPR, a little more, but standard, you're definitely not. You just It's just not – what's the point? And also, he's not old by any means, but that, this is his fifth – or that was last year was his fifth year in the league. And before that, he was 49th, 33rd, 48th. I think that is a better idea of where he's going to land. Last year it was 11th, but I, I feel that was more of him taking the advantage of, of the playing time he was going to get. So once again, if you get him in the 30s, I'm okay with it. If you get him before that, I, I just don't believe in him that much. All right, so I'll go my number three. And again, I think I'm going to get some some pushback on this because there's this guy's become a favorite of people. And it's Vance McDonald. So he's currently ranked 10th in Fantasy Pros, but he's going as the ninth tight end. And he was fine last year. You know, solid season, 50 catches, 610 yards, four touchdowns. He's that classic 600-yard guy, you know, at tight end. You know, Jesse James is gone, so people kind of think he'll get some of that. But so what? (laughs) this is where I'm trying to think is, what do people think he's going to quite become? Is it because Antonio Brown's gone? They think he's going to turn in and get these catches? When I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to go to Moncrief and Washington. 
So what are we trying? What is he going to become? What's his best case scenario right here? Is it Heath Miller? Is that his best case scenario is being Heath Miller? What did all for all those years? And Heath Miller, while he was always a guy that was just one of those like decent tight ends, he had three top 10 seasons. For the most part, he was, you know, not up in the top 10. I think at best case, you get a, you get a Heath Miller type, which he had what? His Heath Miller's best season was 71 catches, 816 yards, and eight touchdowns. Vance McDonald might be able to pull that off, but I think that's his absolute ceiling. There's other guys that are going after him that I think I'd rather take a chance at. You know who's going after him? David Njoku. I'm going to take a chance on Njoku because I think Njoku actually has potential to be one of the best tight ends. It's there. He might not pull it off, but he actually has some potential for that. I don't think McDonald has that. I think Austin Hooper has that potential to be a lot higher. There's even some of the other guys I'd rather take a chance. I just, Vance McDonald, I think he's getting up there a little bit to me. And actually him and Jared Cook both. Both of them, I can, I didn't, I could have made this Vance McDonald slash Jared Cook right here, eighth and ninth tight ends on ADP. I don't like either of them. So Vance McDonald, I don't know how you feel about Vance though. I don't know if you like him more than I do. I just, I just, uh, I don't know. Not there. Just, I don't, I don't. He's, he bores me. I don't, I don't have near as much of a issue with him just because I think tight end is yeah, yeah, yeah. not that deep, right? So that's my whole thing. I, yeah, I, I, do I think that he's getting a little more love than he deserves? Yeah. But not not more so than the other yeah. tight ends coming behind him. So I, I get your point, but I, I didn't go that way just because I, I think tight end after number oh, six, you're kind of like whatever. And I get that. I just I think people are thinking he's, the catches are going to go his way for yeah. some reason. I just don't quite see it. And I do have to say, I know that we we try to go strictly by the numbers, but a lot of this is predicated on how much we hear about it. Oh yeah, advance has been talked about too much. Yeah, and and that's where I kind of lean into that a little more as well because people will start. You know, they think that he is a good value at that place, and then he starts creeping and, up, know, and people start reaching. And so he could be, get, and he's fine. He's not like I'm predicting any kind of bad season. It's just I think it's getting a little. I think people expect a little much from him from what can happen. So, all right, let's go to your number two. Number two, okay, people are going to absolutely hate this one, even on borderline on it. I just think that being the wide receiver number twelve for Amari Cooper is just too high. I know that he has upside. <laughs> I, I've, we've said it every year. But at some point, I know he's on Dallas and he has a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Supposedly, Dak is supposed to be better. He has a great running game, so that should open him up. I can make all the arguments I want for him, but at the same time, he he just doesn't put together a consistent enough year for me to take him as almost my wide receiver one. I mean, that, he's, he's borderline. That's what a lot of people are going to take him as. And he gets so much hype that maybe maybe he even creeps up. But Amari Cooper, for me, um, I mean, he, he pretty much was always the wide receiver number one, right? I mean, almost from the get-go. And he is ranked number 25 overall in fantasy as far as wide receiver. Then 12th, and that was when we really thought it was going to take off. Then 31st, then 19th. And even though he looked a little bit better in Dallas, I don't think that he's that much better than that 19. And even more yeah. so, I think he's going to be a boom or bust player. He was in Dallas, too. Exactly. And when you put that into the equation, I don't want my number, even my number two guy, to give me three games. Like I just I can't draft him there. So for that reason, it's not necessarily number 12, because you look at the guys around him and you're like, he has the talent. He could do it. I just don't believe it yet. And I think that one is just as very, 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 very tough for me to swallow. And I'm just going, that one's a little more gut than anything. I know people are going to dislike that one, mm-hmm. but I think Amari Cooper at number 12 is 
not a good idea. I didn't really consider him, but I 100% see the points. It makes sense. It really does. Because yeah, if he's 12, yeah, when you get a Cooper as your number one, you get a little worried. And But I see the, the potential. But yeah, I get what you're – Mari Cooper, okay. Like It's almost like Adam Thielen, these kind of guys. It's almost – when those guys are the ones on the board, a wide receiver, that's when I go running back. Right. You know what I mean? It's almost I, – I don't – I have not picked Amari Cooper in any draft I've done yet this year. He never finds his way to my team. And it's probably going to continue. So I guess, yeah, you're probably right. That's probably what you consider overvalued. If I never consider him where he's at, yeah, if he was dropped down a little bit, I would be picking him up more. But I think he's a little – he is a little high for where he should be right now. All right, so I'll go with my number two. It's a guy I, I never get on my team either because he's a wide receiver two in rank, and I just – I don't buy it. Other people do. They hey, This is one of the biggest ones I get drawback. People just go against me so much in this. It's Robert Woods. And he's currently the 16th-ranked wide receiver. But I think he's the third I think he's the third best wide receiver on the Rams. I really do. I think, I think Cooks is better, and I think Cup's better. And every time I talk about Robert Woods, people just come back at us. I don't know why it is. <laughs> and I get it. I see he had a good season, but. I don't know if that can continue when if you have all three of them, one of them, someone's going to have to fall off a little bit, right? If Cooper Cups is good as people think, I mean, is Brandon Cooks? I don't think Brandon Cooks is in the Brandon Cooks has proven himself over too long. He's a good wide receiver and he's not going away. I think Robert Woods, while he can still be a good fantasy wide receiver, he's not 16th wide receiver good. He's not a, you know, top end wide receiver two for me. And that's where I just I don't like it there. I would rather have Kenny Galladay. Honestly, I would. I'd rather have Kenny Galladay. I'd, I'd rather have. I probably would rather have Julian Edelman. On, I'm not even joking. I'd probably rather have Edelman. I'd feel more comfortable with Edelman there. And I just I shy away from Robert Woods. I I shy away from a lot of wide receivers in this tier, depending on where I get them. The way that, except for Diggs, I love Diggs. Actually, Diggs and Cooks, but everyone else around there, I kind of shy away from. And yeah, Robert Woods, my number two. All right, so I think both of us went a little gut on that last one. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, and I, I have a hard time saying that he's overvalued because of what he did last year and how good that yep. offense is. So I, I just I don't like him for some. I reason. I don't either, and I, that's why I, I don't. I'm not hating on your pick because I really. He's another one that if he shows up, I'm yeah. just yeah. Are you that good, or were you just a product yeah, of a good environment with Cup out last year? And that's why I think I get people go against me so much on this one. It's just I don't. There's something about it where I just don't 100% buy Robert Woods yet. I don't buy it. I just think I don't think he's as good <laughs> as others do. I guess I just I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm still. Maybe it's still the Buffalo Bill days when I did, he wasn't doing much, and I just don't quite buy it. And I don't think I ever will. So he makes my list at number two. So we're at your number one. Here we go. My number one, and I have no apologies on this one. I I, I just can't wrap my head around why Matt Ryan is going so high. <laughs> and I, I, I've said it before. He's Right now he's currently going as QB number six, and, and ESPN he's number four. I just I don't get it. He, he yo-yos, he goes up and down. There's no way you can predict whether or not it's going to be this year or or next year, or whatever he's going to do. He, he's always had Julio. He's had a good team behind him, a good offense. And he is yet to be a consistent threat. But last year, he killed it. He did really, really well. 
So I understand where the hype is coming from. But in QB, especially that, especially there, especially when you get down to, I mean, number four, that should be a tier on its own, right? It should, it should have the best of the best. He does not belong up there. And I like him as a football player, don't get me wrong, but fantasy football, that is not only are you drafting way ahead of where you need to in order to get his kind of production, but that means you are also taking someone else away in your draft that you could get in you know whatever earlier round that is. Because you can wait and you can get a Carson Wentz, a Drew Brees, uh, Russell Wilson later, right? And Matt Ryan, I have a hard time believe that he's going to outperform any three of those guys, let alone, I mean, there's so many QBs. I, I just, it, it baffles me why anyone would take him that high unless you just love the guy and you really want him on your team for whatever reason. If you, if that's the deal, also let him like him. Have, do whatever you want. But he that one bothers me, especially ESPN at number four. I cannot get behind it. It's just funny because Matt Ryan, two seasons ago, we were all drafted him way too high. Mm-hmm. Last year we weren't. And he, it's just you don't know what he's going to be. Why take that chance? Yeah, learn from why, why do it? Why not pick who's why not pick players who go behind him? Why not pick Russell Wilson, who you just know is a top ten guy no matter what? I I in our um on the Instagram we're doing that fantasy football throne league and um we went with Russell Wilson as actually our quarterback in that. And there's some people that say, Oh, you know they're, they're a run first team, they're you know, why why get Russell Wilson? But he's consistent top ten guy. People wanted me to pick pick Matt Ryan. They wanted to go Matt Ryan ahead of him. I just don't like that up and down in nature of him. Why not get Russell? Drew Brees, he's going to be, you know, Drew Brees is going to be a top 10 guy. He might be back into the top 10, but you know, he's top 10. He's not going to fall out of it. Matt Ryan could end up 18th. You just, it, it could happen. It, I don't necessarily think it will. I just, why take that chance when there's other good players? Right. And once again, just to go back to Russell Wilson and see the difference too. I have to pull up Matt Ryan's after this. I know we've said it many of times, but especially in the last four years, he's, he's just jumped all the way Right. But Russell Wilson, which you can get after him by quite a bit right now, he, he was the very first year in the league, he was ninth, ninth, eighth, third, third, eleventh, first, ninth last year, even on a run heavy team with no wide receivers. He was a top yeah. 10 guy. Uh, Matt Ryan. So, Matt Ryan, last few seasons, let me pull this up here. He has last year, last year he finished second. We know that. Right. But Kill he finished 15th the year before. Second the year before that, awesome. Killed but nineteenth the year before that, <laughs> right. seventh the year before that, great. But fifteenth the year before that. So it's either he's, yeah, it's just it's up and down, up and down. And not to mention we're on the wrong year if that trend continues. Yeah. Not saying it will, but and what has changed? Yeah, it's um, not much. I mean, Calvin Ridley could be a little better. That's about that's what you're hoping for. Yeah, maybe. But Hooper, Julio, uh, the the running Here, back, and here's what it, if you there. but. A healthy Devontae Freeman should be used more. There wasn't a healthy Devontae Freeman last year. So it could be used more and they should run the ball. Yeah. More. So I, I didn't put him on my list, but I, I'm staying away from Matt Ryan usually. All right, so I'll go mine number one, finish up the list here. And it's actually a guy I like. That's the weird thing about this list. There's some guys on this list I like, but it gets to the point where I feel like you're paying for future production. You're not paying you're you're paying for Potential. You're paying for what you think he could do. And Chris Godwin, who is finding himself 20th now, which I like Chris Godwin. I really do like Chris Godwin. And I think he could be a player that's due for a, you know, a jump. But last year, 59 catches, 842 yards, seven touchdowns. Solid. 
and I think he could jump up a little bit. But Tampa's no guarantee to be any good. And I don't know if Tampa can even support three pass catchers, which is what it would have to be, most likely, because I think O.J. Howard is going to take away a lot of catches. So it'd be Evans, Howard, and Godwin. But it's not even necessarily Godwin himself, who I don't I think he can be a good fantasy player, but it's the players that are after him, which I feel like are better than him. Cooper Cup, I really I'm starting to come around to Cooper Cup, and I like Cooper Cup. I think he is a much better bet to be better than Godwin. But it's even the other young guys who have just a much better chance, who were better prospects to begin with and have a better chance in their current teams and are on better teams. Like, okay, even Atlanta, Calvin Ridley, really, he should he couldn't make himself a number two, which even if, even if you think Matt Ryan's going to go down a little bit, it still should be a good offense. Calvin Ridley is a first-round prospect last year who didn't make us think he was, shouldn't be that. DJ Moore, another one, who's, I think, we should go ahead. And Mike Williams, who is, in, I think, in a much better offense and is, has a clear path to be better. So it's more of the fact that I think, like, Ridley, Moore, Williams – Cup. I think all those guys should be ranked ahead of Chris Godwin right now. That's where I start to not quite buy Godwin. Is I think he should be mid twenties, you know, twenty five, twenty six. He's gotten a little out of hand, a little bit, and I just don't think see him as a top twenty wide receiver. To be. He might finish top twenty, sure, but I don't think he should be drafted that way. Yeah, I could. Uh, I could go either way on this one. Yeah. God, I totally get where you're coming from. I think, can they get the run game going this year? That That's my big question. They couldn't last year. Probably they, not. Deshaun but. Jackson is no longer with them. O.J. Howard did get injured at the end of the year. So he does move up. He should get more targets than he did last year. But, you know, if they actually get halfway decent run game, obviously they will be a more complete team. Also, their defense wasn't that great. They had to chuck the ball a million times. So there's a lot of things that could go into that. Um, but along with that, along with, your kind of your your take on it if any of that changes a little bit so he's not going to get a crazy amount of like a crazy amount of balls thrown at him for whatever reason if they're down uh you know or they can't run the ball he's the number two on a team you don't necessarily necessarily trust and what about Jarvis Landry who's a number two a could be a number one on a lot of teams was last year Mm -hmm. on supposedly a budding team he always gets overlooked and he's going number 30 yeah, he completely always gets overlooked. Allen Robinson, a number one. Allen Robinson, I'm, I'm, I like Allen Robinson at where he's going. I really do. Because if he is actually healthy, and I mean, Trubisky, well, I don't think he's great necessarily. He's good enough for fantasy. And he could be better. He really could be even better. And Allen Robinson intrigues me. I like, yeah, I think Godwin should just be behind these guys. That's all I'm saying. It's. Good player, and I really like Chris Godwin. There's, I mean, he's on my dynasty team, and I've had him for years. I've always – I talked about Chris Godwin. I talked Chris Godwin up before last year as I could see him being a player that could start to break out. And I still think that. I just think it gets to be at some point the hype becomes a little much, and it starts to put him ahead of guys who actually are probably better than him. And, I mean, yeah, that's all it is. I just think he, there's players better than him. I'm not sure, quite sure why he's past them in the ranks. Yeah. So that's it. That's pretty much it. So that's our list. And I'll be yeah. honest, this one was pulling teeth for me. This one was really, really difficult. And we at had the, nothing at, overlap there. No. At this time Surprising. of the season, too, it yeah. is a lot of your opinion on the person. Yep. And when they get on the clock, are you taking them or not? Yep. Yeah, so that'll that's overvalued. Next episode, we'll do our undervalued players. 
there's some good ones out there, I think, for undervalued, who I think are just being overlooked. And shoot, I might have talked about a couple of them on this episode, actually. But that'll do it for this week. We'll talk to you guys next time.